Hi there, if you're checking in late or if you've never met, my name is JD Mangrum. I have the privilege of being the pastor at Christ Church Charlestown. Just want to thank you so much for being here. I also want to tell you guys, and I don't think I've mentioned this in the weeks we've been doing this so far, man, I miss seeing your faces. Uh, it is, I feel like every week when I get done recording the message, I wish I could have acknowledged some of you by name in the sermon or just uh, used you as an example because most of my good faith examples and good stories flow out of your life. So even before we start, know that every Sunday I'm not going to say everything I want to say. There's always going to be stuff that I tend to forget. But man, know that I love you and I love being your pastor and I love watching you love Christ and love one another and love our community really well and love your neighbors really well. And so uh, thanks. Thanks for being here. If I leave something out, please forgive me. I love you. The biggest thing that I'm leaving out every Sunday is you. I just miss seeing you. So with that said, Enough of that mushy stuff. Here we go. We're starting a new series today called Soundtrack. What does your life sound like? What does your life sound like? You know, over the course of an album, 10 to 12 songs, uh, if your life were sort of made into an album, what would it sound like? Each week, we're going to be talking about a gospel theme, a biblical theme, and talking about how that fleshes out in our life. And I want to just point you over the course of the series to some of my favorite albums. And when I hear these albums, uh, what it is, what sort of theme I think of, and then tie it into the gospel. So today, uh, the album that I want to talk about is this Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run, 1975, favorite vinyl. I listen to it over and over here at my house. When I hear it, whether it's the song Born to Run or uh, Jungle Land or Thunder Road, all of these songs just had this gritty urgency. Springsteen had made a couple albums before this one came out in 75 that were sort of critically well-reviewed but not very commercially successful. People didn't just latch onto them. So when this album starts with Thunder Road, I mean, it is just hitting it. You can just hear the urgency in the instruments and in his voice, and it's so powerful. And even though the, the album is not a gospel album, it's, it's fairly uh, irreverent, uh, there's just a power to it that reminds me of what I want my faith to be like. There's an urgency to it that I want my faith to be like And uh, as I think about it. So every week, we're going to talk about vinyls. We'll talk about this one this first week while we're talking about if you want to leave a comment real quick do you have a favorite album of all time and then the even better question how do you listen to your music do you listen to vinyls do you listen to do you grow up with tapes did you grow up with cds i remember when tapes pivoted over to cds did you grow up just doing music on ipods and iphones i know some of our younger people that's their reality did you grow up on eight tracks? Like, please, let's just keep that a secret if you did. And just, I extend my condolences if eight tracks were how you were having to digest music sort of in your adolescence or in part of your journey. I love the vinyls. I love the vinyls. They're my favorite. And this Springsteen one is probably my absolute favorite. When he started debuting some of these songs in 74, a famous uh, music critic in Cambridge, Mass, actually heard him play here and said, in that performance of those new songs, he saw rock and roll past and rock and roll future flash before his eyes and the future of rock was Bruce Springsteen. Man, what a powerful statement about a musician and about some songs. I want my life to be, to have that sort of similar urgency to it where it seems like everything from past is flashing before and everything in the future is flashing before as well because we're so honed in and urgent in the moment. How urgent is your life today? Now, I don't mean busyness. Let me just be really clear. When I say urgency, urgency is intentionality. Urgency is not busyness. So often we confuse busyness 
with intentionality. And God's not calling us to busyness, quite the opposite, but he is calling us to this urgent intentionality. And Paul, in his letter to a church at Ephesus 2,000 years ago, was talking with them about what this looks like, actually. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, a lot of you have heard of him, he, uh, after he became a follower of Jesus, he very strategically, for the rest of his life, went from one sort of Roman Empire city hub to the next, planting churches. And so one of the places he planted a church church was in Ephesus. Ephesus was one of the leading cities of the Roman Empire. And so he writes in this letter after he's established a church. In the first three chapters, he gives good theology. He talks about what it looks like to believe God well. If you read Ephesians 1 through 3, you'll hear good doctrine or good thinking about God, good believing about God. And then in 4 through 6, he talks about how that theology plays out and in our lives, right living uh, for all of us and for the church collectively. And so when we pick up in Ephesians 5 today, verses 15 and 16, we're going to hear Paul talking about how, what are some traits of a follower of Jesus in a church as if, if they're living in relation to how they believe. And so let me read to you Ephesians 5 verses 15 and 16 today. So he says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. God, will you speak to our hearts over these next few moments? Will you help us see what's been robbing us of urgency and maybe just making us busy? And then will you help us figure out where we need to be urgent in our life as we follow you? And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. How do we need to be more urgent? I think the the thing that we need to first do is just begin to take stock of our life. Paul says, look carefully how you walk. In other words, just look around at your life and look at how you're living. Look at how you're walking with God and take stock of it all. There was a great article by a woman named Stephanie Zamora that came out in the Huffington Post in 2013. And of this sort of idea of urgency and taking stock of our lives, she wrote this. She said, many people lack this valuable sense of urgency. Instead of spending time with the people they love and cultivating deep, meaningful connections, they worry about what other people think, spend hours in front of the TV, or prioritize external obligations over the people that really matter to them. Instead of finding their passions and building a life around it, they spend years working for someone else, doing something that drains them, all for the sole purpose of paying for things they may not really need or want but they feel they should have. They put off things until later and save the fine china and fancy dresses for special occasions that they're not guaranteed. I love that phrase. I can see that, the sort of the fine china of my life and the things I should pull out but often don't uh, because I'm not living with proper biblical urgency. And she finishes by saying, living with this sense of urgency causes people to mentally check out of life in the present and focus time and energy on things that they perceive are important. But when they take a step back and reevaluate, have no true value to life. We need to take stock of our life. Even the Huffington Post uh, sort of understands and communicates that we don't do that well. But Paul said, look carefully then how you walk, how you're living your life, how you're doing relationships, time, money, stewardship of life, stewardship of everything you own. We're not managers, but we're stewards. So he said, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And then he goes next and he says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Making the best use of the time 
living urgently. Our lives, like that Born to Run album, ought to have this sort of like, just, ah, oh, this urgency. We gotta get it all. The days are evil. My days are limited. I've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. This, I, I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. And yet our lives so often are just so busy that they're not intentional. They're so, so, uh, so cluttered that they're not urgent. There's three things I think that keep us from living urgently. If I can share with them, share them with you really quickly. And let me just say COVID-19 is a beautiful thing for our lives. It's forcing us to pause and maybe even hit reset on some things in our life. And this is a good thing. There's been three things that have kept us from urgency is maybe as followers of Jesus, maybe as just human beings, maybe as a culture. The first one's material comfort. Man, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. We could, you know, a year ago, Marie Kondo had that really popular show on Netflix that everybody watched and they just kind of took stock of their stuff and got rid of a lot of stuff. Our material comfort uh, keeps us from living with urgency. The second thing that does it is an insulation from suffering. Every year, the average life expectancy goes up and up for human beings, and, and there's more cures to more things uh, than there ever have been in human history. And this, we become insulated from suffering and kind of just write it off and get it out of the way and don't think about it. We all think we're going to live to be 80 and healthy and happy, and that's kept us from an urgency. The third thing is our pace of life. We're so busy. We're so busy. We don't have time to think about are we living with urgency because we're so busy. I talked with a dad one time who told me that from Friday at five o'clock until Sunday night at nine, his two children had 12 different sporting events that went all the way up from New Hampshire, all the way down to the Cape and all the way out past Worcester. And I asked him, I was like, that sounds terrible. That, you just sound so busy. And he said, well, you know, they're only little once. And I thought, yeah, they are only little once. And your pace of life is robbing you maybe of depth of relationship so that they can play all these sporting events. And I'm not judging him. And I got my own things that keep me busy with my kids and, and with my life. But our pace of life is sometimes unsustainable. And every day is a gift. Every day is such a gift from God. And so we've got to ask, is it time to be more urgent? Right now, a lot of our material comforts have been sort of unraveled. And we're not as sure of those as we were not too long ago. And we, we're we no longer isolated and insulated from suffering. In fact, that insulation that's prevented us from thinking about suffering has been ripped away as some of us have seen loved ones get sick. Uh, some of you have been praying really hard for you in the last few days because I know that you even had loved ones pass away. Maybe not from COVID-19, maybe from other things, but that insulation from suffering has been ripped away and it's hard. It's hard uh, and God grieves with you and we grieve with you. And I don't want to minimize that or tell you, oh, well, don't worry about that or use some biblical cliche. We're no longer insulated from suffering and that's tough. Our pace of life is slowed down. It's literally like these busyness tumors have been growing all over us for years and they're being cut away and it feels like we're being robbed of something. I want to tell you if you're grieving or depressed because your life is slowed down, I get it. I get it. It's like you're losing a part of yourself. But understand in light of the gospel that maybe what you're losing was actually tumorous and was never intended to be there. It's time for us to be more urgent. Now, let me just say the big idea today. Here it is in light of this. If the gospel is true, then the gospel is urgent. 
Let me quickly define the gospel. Gospel just means good news. And here's the gospel. It's that God has a best and all of us miss the best. I miss the best. Like if God has a best for every situation in my life and yours, every single day for me, I don't choose necessarily God's best with my words or with my thoughts or with my attitudes or with my actions. And the word for that biblically, theologically is sin. Anytime we don't choose God's best, that's sin. Now, sin's not just like murdering people or running over kittens with lawnmowers or some dark, disturbing stuff. Sin is when I snap at my kids or when I know I should not say some gossipy, unnecessary word and it just sort of comes out or when I think some thought that I would be embarrassed for everyone to even know I even thought. That's sin. It's living less than God's best. And God knows that we all sin. And so he sent his son, Jesus. God put skin on and lived sinlessly on earth for 30 something years. And then Jesus went to the cross that he did not deserve and he died sacrificially. In other words, at the cross, Jesus took on our sin and exchanged his sinlessness. He was dead, buried, and three days later, he rose from the grave, showing us that there can be victory in Jesus and relationship with God and forgiveness. So the gospel sets us free because now the gospel says we can have forgiveness and relationship with God. In light of that, Christian, if the gospel is true, then the gospel is urgent. If the gospel is true, then heaven is real. If the gospel is true, then heaven is real. And that's urgent news because that means that everyone who has ever been created or will be created has an eternal destiny. They're going to spend eternity with God or separated from God. And so if the gospel is true, all of it's true, then the gospel is urgent because heaven is real. If the gospel is true, then the gospel is urgent because the gospel says we can have peace with God. The gospel says we can have peace with God. And so if the gospel is true and we can have peace with God, then the gospel is urgent because a lot of times we're not living in peace with God. And people who are far from the Lord, far from relationship with Jesus, are definitely not living at peace with God, regardless of what they tell you or how they act. And then the third thing, if the gospel is true, then life in Jesus is abundant. See, Jesus didn't just promise uh, forgive, uh, forgiveness, and he didn't just promise eternity. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. In other words, Jesus is promising the best quality of life for those who are part of his family. And if the gospel is true and we can have abundant life, then the gospel is urgent. There's a hundred more benefits. Maybe you'll even, in the Facebook comments section, write down some benefits, some reasons that if the gospel is true, then the gospel is urgent. Which of those would be the most urgent to you? Eternity, forgiveness, and peace with God, or abundant life? Which one's the most true? Where do you, in your life, need gospel urgency? Can I share with you three areas I think we all need more gospel urgency? We need more gospel urgency in living. Our relationships ought to be more present. It's almost like the saturation sort of tab on your photo filters. You know how you can saturate a photo to make the colors more rich and make them pop more? Our living ought to pop more. It ought to be more urgent and have a deeper saturation level. If there's someone that you're holding a grudge against or a broken relationship or maybe a relationship where you've been present but not really there, 
or maybe you've been list like you've been hearing but not listening can i encourage you to be more urgent in how you're living make every day count Man, we're all Netflix and chilling to the point that we probably need to stop. What are you binge watching on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or Prime or wherever? What are you watching too much of? Listen, maybe we need to back away from the television or the phone or the computer and step into living again like that Huffington Post article pointed us to. Maybe you need more urgency and holiness. Now, when I think about holiness, I think about monks and priests and nuns and really serious face sort of Puritans. But holiness is just walking in relationship with Jesus and walking away from the things that are less than God's best. And maybe you need more urgency in holiness. Maybe there's been things that you've been saying, well, oh, God will change my heart on that at some point. He'll change my heart on that at some point. Maybe out of this moment, we need to live urgently and make the most of the time because the days are evil. And we need to begin to walk away from some things and begin to earnestly try to walk toward Jesus. The third area where I think we could live with more urgency is in our witness. Now, when I hear about witnessing or evangelism, I just think about door-to-door salesmen. It makes me really uncomfortable not talking about that. Witness as a Christian thing can make us uncomfortable. Witness in a court of law is a no-brainer. A witness comes into a trial to talk about what she or or he saw happen. And we, when we witness to to Jesus, uh, sharing him with others, we're just bearing witness, talking about what we saw Uh, and heard and have experienced from our life in Christ. We need urgency in our witness. Everybody knows somebody in Charlestown or Massachusetts who doesn't have relationship with God. And we need to, uh, in a lovely, winsome, uh, sincere, not sort of heavy-handed, we're carrying this burden on our shoulders kind of way, but in an authentic, genuine way, out of love, not fear, out of love for the other person, we need to bear witness to what God has done. A friend of mine the other day on Easter texted his eight closest neighbors a video of he and his wife and just said, hey, today's Easter, and I know a lot of people aren't going to church, but I just want to tell you why for us this day is a big deal. In a very simple way, he and his wife just shared what it looked like for them to have a relationship with God. We need to bear, we need urgency and bearing witness to our friends. We need urgency. We need a wake-up call. We need a wake-up call. We need to wake up and not try harder, but turn more fully to God. Turning to God, pivoting, looking to God, looking to Jesus, and turning everything over to Him. I love basketball. I married into a basketball family. Natalie's from Kentucky, and you're born with a basketball in hand if you're from Kentucky. And I appreciate uh, Greg Popovich, the coach of the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs. I don't really care for the Spurs, but I love what he said one time. He said, when it comes to drafting players for the NBA draft, he said they only draft foreign players because the American game does not suit his coaching philosophy and coaching style. So he said, by the time, if they draft an American player, by the time they get to the end of the rookie contract, year three or four, He's spent three or four years deprogramming people out of bad habits. Whereas an international player is kind of a clean slate and he can begin to teach them good habits in the system that the Spurs believe in, kind of the Spurs way. Listen, God is not calling us to detox all our bad habits and then come to him. Oh, I got to quit smoking. I got to quit swearing. I got to start going to church, quit sleeping in on Sundays. God's not asking you to just quit stuff. God is asking us to wake up. 
and to turn to him and agree with him about the things that are urgent, our life, our holiness and relationship with him and our witness. He wants us to agree with him about those things. So I think we just begin to pray, God, will you grow urgency in me? Will you grow urgency in me? And God changes us from the inside out. He changes our priorities, which then changes the way we live. And so here's the action step. Here's the one thing I want to call you to today. If the gospel is true, then the gospel is urgent. What action step do you need to take today? Where in the course of the next seven days do you need to begin to live with greater urgency? Is it in living? Do you need to reconcile a relationship? put down a device? Where do you need to intentionally be urgent in the way that you're living this week? You might even write that in the comment section right now. You definitely want to make some mental sort of thought about this where maybe, maybe you need to be more urgent in holiness. Maybe God's calling you to put a sin down. You've been waiting for him to just change your heart. Maybe he's changing your heart by speaking to you right now and you need to just put something away. The best one I would call us to is the idea of being a witness. Is there somebody in your life that you need to be urgently saying, hey, come watch these services with me on Sunday. Let me tell you what God did in my life. Come to my church. Just come visit it. Come check it. Maybe you're even just going to share today's message with someone on YouTube or on our church's website. Those are great action steps. If the gospel is true, then the gospel is urgent. Maybe the urgent next step for you is that you need to begin a relationship with Jesus. You've been thinking it means that you've got to become religious and you've just been feeling all this guilt. And, oh, I'm just going to do all this stuff. And God is saying to you today, no, just, just turn to me in faith. I can think of nothing better if you feel insecurity about your relationship with God than for you to turn and begin a relationship with Jesus. We can all do something today. I would love to hear you processing and hear you say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Let me lead us in prayer, and I'm going to lead you toward doing something. God, for those today who don't know Jesus, I pray that they would sense this urgency. It's not necessarily going to come from their mind, but it might. It, it might feel like it's coming from their heart. It might feel like it's coming from deep down in their soul, but something's telling them today is the day they need to make the most of the time taking stock of their life and turn to Jesus. I thank you that the good news of the gospel, verse 14 of Ephesians 5, the verse before this uh, that we read today even says it, just wake up and Christ will shine his light on you. And so God, I pray right now, you're waking up hearts, Lord, help people to say, Jesus, I turn from my sin, I turn from choosing less than your best, and I trust you. I trust you, I turn to you, will you forgive me? And today I want to follow you as best I can. God, I thank you for people who've prayed that. In a moment, they're going to get a chance to respond. I pray they would do it. God, help us to be courageous and urgent and following and urgent and going public with that decision. God, for others who today say, Lord, I just need to be more urgent in my living. I haven't been making the best use of the time. I need to be urgent in holiness. I need to be urgent in sharing my faith. God, we don't want to be weirdos. I lead the charge in saying, God, I don't want to be a weirdo, but I also don't want to be ashamed of the gospel or afraid. If the gospel is true, then my friends who don't know you are not full abundant, experiencing full abundant life or peace with you or forgiveness when they don't have eternal peace. So God, help me be urgent about the things you're urgent about. Help us do that, God. Shine your light on the areas where there's some darkness and cloudiness right now and help us to live urgently. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're not done, we're not done, we're not done. Don't hit stop. 
Here's what I want you to do. I mentioned that earlier. I want you to go immediately, as soon as we get done, to www.christchurchcharlestown.com slash connect and go and fill out your connection card. Name, email address, and then if you made a decision today that you want to live urgently, if you decide, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus, check that box. If you said, I need to be baptized, that's going to be urgent for me, check that box. If there's something else that God's calling you to that you want to share, we'd love to hear it. There's a comment section down there. Let us know what God's leading you to do as you're going to take an action step and begin to live urgently with Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen, 1975 urgency. The gospel is truth. A gospel is urgent. Let's go do it. God bless you. I love you guys. Have a tremendous day.